0: From the food section of the New York Times. To save its endangered salmon, California turns to the genetic matchmaker. By Matt Richtel. On a frigid morning in a small metal-sided building, a team of specialists prepared to orchestrate an elaborate breeding routine. The work would be wet and messy, so they wore waders. Their tools included egg trays and a rubber mallet which they used to brain a fertile female coho salmon, now hanging dead on a hook. Diana Chesney, a biologist, studied a piece of paper with a matrix of numbers, each one denoting a male salmon and potential match for the female coho. This is the Bible, she said of the matrix. It's what Carlos says. John Carlos Garza, a geneticist based a day's drive south in Santa Cruz, has become a key figure in California's effort to preserve its decimated salmon stocks. Using the latest genetic techniques, he and his team decide which individual fish should be bred together. At several major state conservation hatcheries, like the Coho program here at Iron Gate, no two salmon are spawned until after Garza gives counsel, a salmon mating service, he jokingly calls it. His painstaking work is the latest man-made solution to help fix a man-made problem that is about 150 years old. Dams, logging, logging. Mining, farming, fishing, and other industries have so fractured and polluted the river system that salmon can no longer migrate and thrive. In fact, today, owing to the battered habitat, virtually all salmon in California are raised in hatcheries. Traditionally, the practice entailed killing fertile salmon and hand-mixing eggs and male milt, or sperm, then raising the offspring packed in containers or pools. When they were old enough to fend for themselves, they were released to rivers or sometimes trucked or ferried to release points to find the ocean on their own. This practice gave them a necessary transition before they hit salt water and a semblance of the quintessential salmon experience of migrating to the sea and back. To that end, they eventually swam back to hatcheries, where they became the next breeders in the cycle. While hatcheries have helped propagate the species— they have also created new problems. The salmon they produce can be inbred and less hardy through domestication, hurting their chances for surviving and thriving in the wild. Garza hopes some high-tech ingenuity can help fix the salmon's troubles. When the fish return to a hatchery, scientists there separate them into individual tubes, clip their fins, then fed X the tissue samples to Garza and his team. They then analyze each salmon's DNA and match breeding pairs that have no genetic relationship to each other. The goal is to avoid breeding siblings or cousins, a break from traditional methods of breeding the biggest fish, thought to be strong, without knowing if the fish were related. At some smaller hatcheries, 50% or more of salmon are inbred, Garza's work has shown. We're not trying to create the biggest, best, most productive fish, said Garza, 51, who runs the Molecular Ecology and Genetic Analysis Team for the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Those traditional methods led to homogeneity rather than the diversity that makes a species more able to survive myriad challenges in nature, including predators and disease. We're trying to mimic what's going on in nature, he added. His tactics, first used a decade ago and now used to breed half a million offspring each year, inspire strong reactions and hopes in the passionate community of scientists, environmentalists, and commercial fish experts eager to see the species preserved. Underscoring the value of Garza's input and of the genetic tools, he is one of only several people who consult with all 11 major hatcheries in California. Carlos may hold the keys to the future— said John McManus, executive director of the Golden Gate Salmon Association, an advocacy group for commercial and recreational fishermen. Perhaps the technology, McManus said, can be expanded from a small subset of conservation hatcheries that focus on the most endangered species to the bigger facilities relied upon by the fishing industry and infuse wildlife diversity back into hatchery production. But others question whether the mating service is just another misguided step down a primrose path of human intervention. It is hubris, skeptics say, to think that natural selection can be recreated through technology. It's a question of how much playing God will actually work, said Peter B. Moyle, a distinguished professor emeritus of biology at the University of California, Davis. Anytime you get tech solutions to natural problems, he added...